Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. We say welcome back because it's not your first time. You're returning. You're back with us. And thank you for joining us. It's amazing to have you with us. Uh, my name is Alex VR. I am one half of um, the hosts of this show. The other one sitting right here next to me. It's Kiva. Hey. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you today? Boom. Pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. I'm good. I'm good. Been uh, playing lots of VR, doing lots of stuff, uh, keeping up with with all of the crazy things happening in in the world of VR right now. It's it's exciting times. As always, it I always, always think it's always exciting to me. I know. I always think. <laughs> you know always we're going to have to get you a new script, you know? I don't want it. Oh, I just love VR. At, at, least you guys, at least you guys know this guy's being authentic, all right? Like, For real. This is, this is it. For real. You know? <laughs> Steve doesn't pull any punches. Nope. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. I've been actually super busy with the new job. You know, I announced earlier this week. Was it this week? Yeah, I think so. I, wow. Earlier this yep. week, I announced my job as a strategic partnership manager for contact ci who make a super fancy really awesome high-end multi-force ergonomic haptic glove used in vr training and simulation which is really really dope pretty rad really really dope yeah yeah well very cool we'll explore more of that i'll yeah. probably like have my boss come on the show as a guest at some point um but yeah it's been a really busy week you know getting ready uh to go to cincinnati next week where the headquarters are nice. and there will also be an event called startup cincy happening where all the startups from cincinnati are like getting together for a conference so nice. yeah it'd be like a lot of networking you know my first opportunity to like be demoing the glove and like be in yeah. public with everybody so it's gonna be rad Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, Very it's cool. been, been a busy week, you know, got a little bit of VR in. I did some, uh, uh, some one V one matches in Ultimax with glitch Fandango. Heck yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, he's good. Nice. He's good. That game is so good. It's so good. And it's free. Yeah. Like if you don't have this game installed, you're, you're please doing go install wrong. it yeah, and then send me a message and challenge yeah. me because I want to beat somebody after, yeah. <laughs> after glitch yeah. Fandango and took it, care of me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing after the fall as always, right? I play a lot after the fall, but this week I went through and, and beat three maps on horror mode. And for anyone that knows after the fall, that is not easy. It was one of the most challenging things ever. Yes. Right. It is like ultra hard. <laughs> you should absolutely so. be as proud as you are about like, yeah. that. That's so, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. The hardest gaming thing ever, I think. But anyway, hit me up if you guys, anyone out there wants to play and we will, uh, we'll go through and, uh, we're just trying to, just trying to win. That's all we want to yep. do is win in virtual reality. Is that too much to ask? No. Hello, chat. Thank you for being here and being live on this Friday. It's Friday, uh, um, October 7th, 2022. Yes. And you're probably here with us live on YouTube. Oh, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're catching this after the fact on UploadVR.com as we are official correspondents for UploadVR. Or maybe you're listening to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify or the video version on the, po on the podcast on Spotify, by the way, or Anchor, iTunes, mm -hmm. or uh, any of the other amazing sites that Skiva very diligently makes sure that we get the podcast to yes, every yes. week. Yes. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you for listening, people. Mm -hmm. uh, ZStorm VR is here. What's, What's up, up ZStorm? High pipe. That's right, baby. Indie VR in the house party hey. in Indie VR's pants, by the oh, way. Geez. Everyone's, I guess, invited. <laughs> Lindsay Sherman's in the house. Hey, Lindsay. Up, How's Lindsay? it going? We really appreciate your support, Lindsay, by the we way. Do. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Mike Newton says the weekend begins and he is damn right. We're here. Yes, that is right, Mike. It, we, you know, someday, if you ever miss our show, the weekend just won't start. We're not going to know what to do. No, we're not. It's going to be three, we're not. three f Thursdays, in a, <laughs> Thursdays in a row. 
Classy Grandma. What's hey, up, Classy Grandma? How's it going? Thank you for being here. By the way, Classy Grandma is lighting up the Discord in a way that everybody else in this chat right now yes. needs to be doing. Yes. So join our Discord and start just like talking about random stuff there. Because yeah. we love Play you. Play some games. With, yeah, absolutely. We want to connect. Yep. Uh, Mr. Do Tasselhoff it. is here. What's up, dude? He's, hey, he's getting all of his 3D What's printed products out into the community. Just everywhere it's really great to see uh creeper betty in the house hey, betty. hey what's, what's up, up girl? Buddy? good to see you as well um guido is in the house guido. yes with his beautiful little um between realities member badge by oh, the way which is now an available nice. purchase for everyone to become a very member nice. and have a fancy badge next to your name that's worth every penny right uh, absolutely yeah that's i mean that's it and support your favorite podcast of all time too and yep. at the same time um so thank you for being here aio vr pegs what's up pegs thanks for being here andy's vr reviews in the house hey. oh and then another andy obscure nerd vr what's up andy how Happy are you friday bro good to see you uh wolf raza yes yes thanks for being here wolf raza a random guy on the internet boom in the hey. chat once again how are you great to see you and lord beavis is here again what's oh. up beavis what up uh bluebell hey bluebell one of our bluebell. wonderful patreons bluebell is bluebell's great Absolutely. Sadly, it's Bradley. What's Hi, up, Bradley. How are you today? Good to see you, man. How are you? Yeah. And you pulling your hair out like usual? Probably, right? <laughs> Chris Haney from Space Chris Pirate Trainer Haney. slash Space Pirate Arena. Our latest Patreon. Dude, thank you, man. Thank Chris, you, Chris. we love you. God. Yes. I mean, I, we love you all. You know, so don't take it personally if we like tell one person specifically that we love them. <laughs> like, we also love you who, as well. But yeah, Chris, thank you for your support, bro. It really means a lot to us. Yes. It really does. Um, Michelle B's here. What's up, Michelle? Hey. Yeah, good to see you. And, um, you know, Duggars K, right? Chillin', Duggars K. Oh, Mepper. What is that? Wouldn't What's be a VR Mepper? stream without Mepper hey, in the chat. Hey, Jay Bratt. Hey, our guest hey, from Jay last Bratt. week. Thanks for being here, bro. How are you? Good to see you, man. Just crushing it as per usual, I'm sure. <laughs> Glitch Fandango. Hey, did you hear me just mention hey, our, our 1v1 matches? And I gave you the props, by the way. I told you you were great and you crushed it. So there you go. <laughs> I did win some mat games, though. I oh, think good. we played like four or five and I won like one or two. Good. Yeah. Good. And that last one was so close. God, I'm so, Heck yeah. I'm so pissed. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, and it's interesting because I don't think in Ultimax you can team up with someone who's in a different region on a 2v2 match and get into the queue and have it work. Oh. It's failed me every single time that I've tried that. Yeah, story. there's interesting scenarios. I ping them with some of my suggestions because if they clean up their menu and make it easier to connect, they have a hit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hit. already a yep. hit, so they can yep. just keep doing better. Yeah. Um, well, it's a hit for me anyway. Sure. Uh, fun with the clicks is in-house. What's up, Clicks? Hey there. Good to see you. Oh, Steve. Virtual Steve. Hi, Virtual Steve. What's up, dude? How's it going? Make, I love your Blender stuff, by the way, Steve. Same. It's like really, really good. Yeah. Um, Dylan Prawl's here. What's up, Dylan Prawl? Hi, good Dylan. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Um, and Mickey Burr. Right? Hey, Mickey. We got to have Mickey Burr. And Laszlo, <laughs> too, of course. Laszlo hey, Laszlo. One of our wonderful members. Cleveland represent. Dude, I'm going to be in Cincinnati yes. next week. All right? Make yes. the trip. Come and hang out with me, Laszlo. <laughs> uh, I don't know how far away Cleveland is from Cincinnati. Probably pretty far. Classy Grandma Ooh. is dropping a $20 super chat to get things started. Oh. Thank you so much. Wake up, everybody. <laughs> Air horns. Appreciate time. that. Uh, she says, okay, guys, Sunday is my BD, so both of you guys could do the cricket bop for me. What? Oh, it's her birthday oh. on Sunday. Sweet. Oh, oh, the Heck cricket. Yeah. I feel you, the girl. The cricket bop. I, I see. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I'll pull it out at the right time. Don't worry. Um, thank you all for being here. So, uh, listen, today... 
uh, we have a guest who will be joining us for most of the show, but not all of it, okay? So we don't want to waste any more time and make sure uh, that we can get them in here as soon as mm -hmm. possible. Um, the CEO of Mind VR, which is a company that is dedicated to improving the lives of our senior citizens through the use of virtual reality technology. And his name is Chris Brickler, and he's here with us on Between Realities. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Very happy to have you. Mind VR, huh? It's a pretty sweet right. name. It's got the M-Y-N-D in there. And uh, you are improving the lives, improving the quality of life for uh, senior citizens using VR technology. I would say that that is a, um, a pretty valiant, ever, or what's the word I'm looking for? It's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is. A, you know, we, we, as gamers, we always think about VR as just going and shooting zombies or whatever the case may be, right? But like sometimes, and, and I know you know, Alex, because you work for a company that does training simulations and stuff like that, but it's not just for gaming. There's so many important uses for virtual reality, and uh, and this is this is one, and I'm stoked to hear more about this and and really dive into uh, dive into some of this. Yeah, why don't uh, why don't you kind of like uh, you know take us from the top a little bit? Tell us kind of uh, how this um, may, maybe we can learn a little bit more about you first, right? Like, how did you get involved in this whole thing? When was the first time you put on a headset? Oh, uh, great question. Um, so I was working in uh, San Francisco area in like 2014, 15, and 16 on another stint in Silicon Valley and um, had a good friend that was part of the Oculus crew uh, down in Orange County. Um, and they obviously got a, a nice bump when, um, when Facebook acquired uh, Oculus and brought everybody to Menlo Park. Uh, I, got, um, I was fortunate enough to get a, a really uh, inside view into what all the hype was about um, and what they were going to create at, at Facebook 2015, 16 timeframe. And that was my first time, uh, to be honest, uh, with my friends there. So it was, it was eye-opening. It got my mind rolling for a good year about uh, all kinds of different use cases. Um, what was the experience? I, I, uh, Do you remember which I, experience it was? Yeah, the very first experience was the plank walk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. Nice. That's a, that, that one opens your eyes to, right? Cause like your body, some, you walk out on that plank and sometimes your legs shake and like your brain tells you you're on the floor. It's, it's not a big deal. Right. But your brain's like, no, 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 no. You might die yeah. here. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that one takes years off of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, but I had been a music producer and a producer of music videos and things like that uh, with this production group I worked with in uh, Los Angeles. So when I learned about this medium and, and saw the power of what VR was going to bring, I immediately thought way beyond the plank game or or you know, some of the zombie shooter games like you mentioned, Steve. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, really thinking about the medium for a good year about different use cases and kind of starting with music, like how to bring musicians into this 360 arena and provide a much more intimate sort of concert, live concert setting than than anything we've ever seen before or felt before, to be honest with you. So that was kind of some of the ideas I had early on. Um, a good friend of mine from Texas, uh, who I had been in business with in the late 90s and, and early 2000s, uh, helping me uh, build the backbone of the internet with uh, GTE, which became Verizon. Uh, we, we got together and he was telling me about a program that he was doing with music in about 100 uh, skilled nursing communities in Texas. And that's where his career had taken him. 
So he started telling me about the beautiful outcomes that people at you know at 85, 90 year old women were seeing. They were seeing with these these folks um, relative to customized playlists on an iPod, playing that for a person that might be in a disease state with dementia or some sort of dementia, Alzheimer's or something along those lines, and the. I could just see my friend Sean glowing with the way music was moving the needle in the healthcare setting of, of caring for these older folks. And everyone in our families, uh, most people have, have had to deal with age-related conditions in their past. My family, no different. And, and you know, you get a really warm spot in your heart for, for trying to think of ways to take care of, of our elders. Um, when he brought that concept to me, I said, well, you know, what we've been working on over here with Oculus is this music integration into this space. I said, what if we took your program called Music and Memory with the iPod and customized playlists and took that to a whole nother uh, order of, mag of magnitude of more um, potential uh, positivity around health outcomes, right? So that's where the whole idea got started. And we started kind of looking at the at the platform, the technology, what was it able, what you can do with that, what you can stretch that towards, and how, basically reimagining VR a, away from a youth-based sort of gaming culture um, that it had become so iconic for and thinking about it as a healthcare tool. And um, and that was, you know, 2015, 16 timeframe. We founded this company in 2016. Uh, I moved my family from San Francisco to Dallas, and we and we started the company uh, here. So, and and it's just been a a really fun ride uh, for the last six five six years um, developing this. So, music being kind of the foundational uh, element of the therapeutic side of things that we wanted to see VR being proven for, uh, that became a real quick reality. Uh, I came back to uh, Dallas. We took out a nightclub, um, brought in about thirty. Uh, people, younger people, all dressed in 1950s garb. We had a band playing uh, Frank Sinatra, yeah. Fly Me to the Hell Moon yeah. type songs. Uh, spherical camera on the front row with a martini glass in front of it. You know, a way to take that 85-year-old and teleport them in time, space, and now music performance uh, using the medium. And we did that in uh, five different states. We, we took the prototype out to uh, California, to Texas. Uh, Illinois, Florida, and New York, and did testing for about a year to just see if if seniors, uh, you know, people 75 and older, would, would they adopt this medium, right? That was the big question. And then if they would put the headsets on, what types of content would be relevant uh, for those, for that population? Um, so that's that's what we've been working on hard for the last uh, five and a half years is perfecting that platform. Wow. wow. That's a really awesome story. And congratulations wow. on uh, on making the move and making stuff happen. This is it's really cool. Uh, I think this is a very noble pursuit. And you know, I mean, I guess you would maybe be able to give us a little bit of perspective here. But like, you know, I like I honestly feel that a lot of uh, younger folks, you know, kids, maybe uh, what do they call them, Gen Zs, that kind of that kind of folk, they've been like raised in this world of like insanely fast rapidly evolving technology from the very from the moment of their birth so mm -hmm. to put a headset on someone like that honestly a lot of them don't even have their expectations met you know they imagine that they're gonna like be able to do the thing that they're saying you can do mm -hmm. not simulate it right. you know but right. they're like not impressed when they see quest 2s running 
uh, standalone, you know, with like the graphics that they have, you know, like, okay, yeah. well, cool. Call me when they get good graphics, you know, which is mind blowing <laughs> to me. Meanwhile, yeah. before the show today, I remembered and, and watched a clip with Skiva from this YouTube channel called uh, the common man does stuff. Or it's like common man or common, whatever. But uh, they have this like group of like tribal elders trying different like Western things. And one of the episodes is a VR headset. And there's this like super uh, like, shaman looking kind of dude you know he's probably if i had to guess his age i would say maybe what like 70 to 75 that guy was has been in his right? 80s he like he's old, old older old, old dude mm -hmm. and they put cell phone vr on this guy and like flew him over the ocean flew him through the grand canyon like showed him around the world in a way that he had never yeah. had an opportunity to see anything like that before and the guy takes the headset off and just immediately starts weeping like yeah. crying he's like oh my gosh this was like a it was like a dream this was so amazing so i guess my question is do you find that oftentimes the that the uh our older members of our society or our citizens or our seniors i mean you can give me the best way to refer to our seniors um but like do they are they having their minds just blown when they put these headsets on yeah they are for sure I mean, this is a technology, you gotta understand an 85 year old person in America today has uh, has seen the uh, change from you know black and white TV to color TV, from AM radio to FM radio. Uh, they've seen the PC come on to the, <laughs> into the market. They, they've seen uh, flat panel TVs, they've seen internet, they've seen laptops, they've uh, adopted smartphones, um, and they've uh, adopted um, social media as well. You know, one thing that this audience has not adopted, and I'm always very clear about this, is they have not adopted the Atari video game uh, movement. It <laughs> right. has really driven so much of the VR technology. So they really, um, it's a very new thing for older adults. Uh, most older adults have not tried this. Um, if I would ask the question five years ago, who in the room of 50 seniors uh, have heard of virtual reality, we might get, you know, you know, maybe maybe a quarter of the of the fifty uh, raising their hand. Um, fast forward to today, it's probably more like you know eighty percent of these older adults have wow. heard about VR and are excited about trying it as well. So, so what we've done at Mind VR is, is you know you take an Oculus type Quest interface that is high in cognitive load, uh, not good for seniors. You, you mentioned Skiza that the the, the uh, shooting the zombies earlier. Yeah, that's the kind of content you want to uh, present to grandma uh, right, right out of the gate. Right. So what we've done at Power is curate the largest catalog and in, in, in creating the largest catalog accessible to seniors. It's all very safe, secure, and it's much more calming in its interface and navigational tools. So gaze-based, for instance, is a great way for an 80-year-old to look at the llamas and boom, be in nature, right? Um, so there's a lot of things that uh, you know, when you look at VR, the gaming community tries to push the systems and push and push and push to the limit. Um, and that it, it's across the board from processing to visual capabilities to the actual aesthetics of gaming environments and things like that. And then you get into six DOF world and things like that's all so much more complex uh, than what our older adults need right now. Um, so we, we provide a very simplistic sort of interface that gets them started. And then the other thing we do is we have a care tablet. Um, so a tablet, an Android tablet will control um, our glasses on the senior 
Um, and that works really well for seniors that uh, might have some cognitive impairment. Um, certainly, mm -hmm. we, we deal a lot with memory care, uh, which is a, is a care setting for older adults that is really based on uh, positive diagnoses, uh, generally around dementia. Um, that's and really interesting. when you think about dementia and you think about what causes that in the brain and what uh, essentially happens is the brain and neuroactivity starts to slow down and receptors become dormant. And then that's why that's how memories can get lost. Um, what we've seen is VR come in and unlock uh, these memories in ways that we haven't seen other technologies. And I think it's a lot to do with the immersive nature of, of what we're doing. But we also um, are very conscious about the content that we align and provide to this population. And we basically only will license or produce content on our network that has um, some sort of positive outcome to, to a health uh, goal or a therapeutic goal that that older adult might be uh, interested in. So do, do we have uh, games just for the gaming sake of things? Uh, not really. Uh, do we use the gamification capabilities of VR to help uh, in therapeutic sessions with older adults? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so that makes it's sense. wonderful. Wow. It's a wonderful set of technologies that um, you know we're just really at the embryonic stage of really understanding all the brain science on how this works. But but also um, when you start getting into specific uh, therapies, whether it's like occupational therapy or physical therapy or speech therapy. Uh, these are all very critical things that have to happen in older people's lives. And uh, and we're finding VR is just a hell of a tool for wow. us. Wow. So are you saying um, that, that through the use of VR, that people that have suffered from different, um, uh, different types of dementia um, have had some of their memories restored or had a positive outcome with being able to remember things that were lost uh, due to being able to uh, use virtual reality? We see this all the time. Um, we don't make any claims about this. We do talk about what we see, and a lot of people talk about it uh, when they talk to the press or on television uh, coverage of MindVR around the country. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was in a senior community home right before the pandemic hit. I'll never forget this. I was with, I was with a couple that was married for 50 years. Both were in a senior community. He was perfectly healthy. She was uh, pretty far down the spectrum uh, with uh, Alzheimer's. And um, she didn't remember his name or what she had for breakfast that morning. Certainly didn't know who I was. Um, I'm sitting in there with the two of them and a room full of staff uh, that wanted to see how this might work. I asked him, I said, well, where's a place that you guys have traveled to as a family or as a couple or whatever? And he said, oh, Paris by far, that was our favorite place. And so I turned to her and I said, would you like to, would you like to travel to Paris today? And she said, well, that sounds lovely. So I said, all right, great. So I handed <laughs> her the headset, you know, very softly kind of, you know, touch and feel it a little bit. Um, and she, she picked it up, put it on. And literally within 30 seconds, she was saying, ah, oh, there's Notre Dame. Well, honey, we were at Notre Dame. Uh, you know, there's the Louvre, or, you know, the, and, and just kind of went around to the different places I would take her. And, you know, it, it it was unbelievable. She took the headset off in 90 seconds and was fully present with her husband talking about family vacations that they had. Wow. And, huh. and the entire room of staff were in tears. I mean, it was just like, this is, the, the, everyone saw the power of the medium. And we see that quite a bit, uh, and not just with dementia, 
but a lot of different aging conditions, um, Parkinson's is, is a big uh, is a big problem in this aging crisis that we're going to be facing. Um, so we're we're starting to see a lot of these um, benefits on an observational level. We're we're sort of mapping that into uh, years and years of research that has already been done on virtual reality as a healthcare modality. So we're kind of piggybacking on all some great research over the last twenty years, plus. Uh, some, where some of the new technology is and the ways we can get more mass um, uh, mass adoption into the senior world is by providing um, more and more research as we as we move the company along. So it's a really fascinating area. I would say we're at the embryonic stage of understanding VR as it relates specifically to these aging conditions, but mm -hmm. we, we've got five years under our belt and we know precisely where uh, we think the low-hanging fruit are in terms of, you know, moving the needle to we can help the most amount of people uh, in the most affordable uh, way forward. It's fascinating stuff. I'm, I'm loving wow. this right now. Um, so that's, that's, that's so amazing. That's so amazing to me. Like the, these, these are people that literally were born. There was no, there was no TV. There was no internet. Yeah. Right. And, and even, even 10 years ago, um, 15 years ago, you know, the, people, people ended up in homes and they had dementia and, and it was hard for them to, to live any kind of a, of a good life and, you know, stuck in a room all the time because they need, they need care and being able to like put on some glasses and like travel across the world and massage their brain to the point where they remember family vacations and their loved ones. And like, that's just, that's moving. Especially when you think that's about moving. what's actually happening. Like yeah. they're basically being hypnotized in a way that unlocks their memories because all we're really wow. doing is putting a flashing light over their eyeballs and some headphones, maybe if you, even if they have headphones on yeah. over their ears, you know, but it's like a flashing light at a whatever refresh rate over your eyeballs is enough to unlock memories. Like wild. what? You know, Absolutely that wild. is super, super amazing. So mm -hmm. in all of the imagery on, on the MindVR website, when you if you just go to the, the website right away and take, start taking a look at it, um, there's a bunch of uh, Vive flows in the images. It looks like that's kind of like your go-to for the headset. And you mentioned earlier that Sixth Off is, you know, more complicated and like there's more going on with that. In your opinion, do you think that 3DOF VR is like a necessary stepping stone to get to 6DOF VR or or what? Because I personally would never hesitate to put someone into 6DOF and just skip 3DOF altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this this particular population, we found 3DOF works uh, really well uh, as an introductory um, to the to the medium, but you know, as you as you do move forward into more therapeutic apps um, and you ask people to stand up in therapy, uh, that's where SixDoff could come into play. But as of right now, you know, we're pretty much having everyone in a seated position. Um, what you don't want to do is create any type of fall hazard uh, right. for older people. Yeah. Right. So we're experimenting with standing up in some areas with a therapist right there with them. Uh, in that case, uh, we feel a lot more safe about that. But you know, there's a lot of work to be done on that. But right now, 3DOF is is really it, it really does work pretty well for this audience. Um, that's good to know. Real quick, Roy Boy dropping some schmeckles in the chat. Here comes the air horn. <laughs> Oh my gosh, 30 schmeckles. <laughs> That's not at all Thank you, what this actually is. Uh, he says, here's a toast to all the cool, ca classy 
zombie killing grandmas hope you reach your level in vr and that's the cool thing is that we actually do have a bunch of grandmas and grandpas in our chat right now who do kill zombies on a regular basis yeah. which is great good <laughs> so, stuff so you know there's if, if we need to introduce some mind vr zombie killing one day you know you know who to come yeah, to vr can bring you anywhere you can you can hop into a zombie apocalypse so you can go travel to egypt you know like you can it, it's the possibilities are unlimited and that's why we love this so much and that's why we love having so many different kinds of guests mm -hmm. right because sometimes you just you get stuck in your little vr box you know and you just think well this is what vr is right but yep. it's not it's so, it's much more. It's so, so much more so like i said we've got some grandmas in the chat we've got some grandpas yeah. in the chat we've got our grand elders we've got our elders out there and classy right. grandma who's just been like super active and lighting up our stuff and we love it by the way classy grandma definitely has a question um about motion sickness right like mm. are you guys running into this like tell us what what your approach is to making sure that this isn't something that ruins people's experience yeah, we ran into motion sickness uh, when we launched the first iteration of MindVR on the uh, Samsung uh, S6 and 7 phones uh, with the clip-in. Uh, yeah, the Gear. Uh, the Gear VR. Yeah, the Gear VR product. Um, that's what we actually went to market with first in 16-17 uh, timeframe. Um, and that we did have some complaints of motion sickness. I think it's most likely due to the processing gap. Um, on those phones uh, and how we're trying to deliver the content. As, as we've evolved to uh, the latest platform, uh, which includes the HTC Vive Flow, uh, we haven't seen any, uh, any processing glitches or anything along those lines that would create that uh, motion sickness uh, environment. The other thing is with a lot of our older adults, they don't necessarily always use uh, all of the entire space as well. Um, so it's, it's quite common for you know this sort of 180 view uh to be about the limit of what they would look around so like this and if you're doing that and you're presenting things in a slower way because we you know we've become one of the largest producers of original content 360 content uh in the world for seniors when we when we consider you know sort of senior friendly content mm -hmm. um putting spherical cameras in a litter of puppies. Uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of puppies. <laughs> Hold on, sign me up. <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> I think anybody would uh, would go for that. Who doesn't uh, want puppies? Dopamine overload. <laughs> puppies without the mess. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I, I love that we are at a point right now where we can deliver uh, good VR to people without slapping a cell phone that overheats in front of, you know, in right. some little plastic thing, right? Like you're like, uh, you know, I was just showing a video here where um, uh, you were using the flow, as we mentioned, which this is a great use scenario for the flow. A lot of times right. we dog on the flow a little bit because it is definitely not a device intended for us, uh -uh. Right? right? But this is a great way um, to use a product like this, it, it is six degrees of freedom. Maybe the content, the video content, obviously the 360 content is not um, sixed off, but you know, I'm sure the other VR experiences where people are using the controllers and stuff are. So this is a, a fantastic way to do this because you slip these things on like a pair of glasses. Uh, they are lightweight. You don't have to put things over people's heads and adjust straps everywhere, right? This is very, um, very accessible virtual reality and at a decent price. So this is, this is great to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit more on, on 
thrilled with HTC on this one, um, guys, I have to say, because mm-hmm. we came out of the Vivex Accelerator Program uh, back in 2018-19 mm-hmm. um, and have become very, very close with HTC and ha- helping them and giving them market requirements so that they can ultimately expand into other um, you know, demographics as well. So they have delivered um, a game changer uh, in terms of a headset uh, structure. We don't even call it headsets anymore. They're called immersive glasses. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Uh, we've got some rhinestones on some of them now, so grandma can have her bling as well. Uh, <laughs> but these things are cool. And, and and by the way, they weigh a third of the yeah. Oculus Quest 2. So yep. when, when I see... VR enthusiasts, young young people um, going out to senior homes or with their grandparents and slapping on the Quest 2 onto their head. It's just like I cringe because it's like, you know, A, a the wrong content, B, the, the wrong ergonomics, you know, completely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and three, you know, as a healthcare company at MindVR, we're, we're so um, tuned into healthcare data and privacy and things along those lines. So, you know, again, the, the Oculus Quest doesn't really fit for healthcare either. So, so right. you know, when you think about what HTC's done and, and what they've ushered in here with this flow um, in terms of reaching a far bigger demographic, I mean, we have 10,000 people a day in the United States alone moving into 65 plus, right? So we're seeing the fastest rate of growth of an older population in this country or in the world we've ever seen anywhere. So by 2034, we'll have more people in this country that are 65 or older than 18 or younger. So where are you going to put your bet into VR? Uh, mm. If you think if you think that these glasses are going to be as ubiquitous as uh, flat panel televisions are, which I do, uh, yep. older people have a lot of the wealth in this country, and they certainly have a lot of time if they're retired, and they certainly have a lot of things to be conscious about with their health. Uh, that's why we're positioning my VR with the flow right in the center of those intersections. So one of the opportunities that like my brain kind of immediately goes to when it comes to like using VR um, for our seniors in in our society is like crushing the feel like the like loneliness and isolation that I think a lot of older people kind of struggle with. You know, like you know, friends are are gone family's gone you know or that now they're in a community or you know stuff like that like i imagine you must because like not everyone who is older who could use a quality of life bump is like uh like ill or has a disease or anything right like does or do we see quite a bit of use case of of like this approach to uh to what you guys are doing well what we've done with my vr is is, is created a platform that really um fits well within the entire continuum of care. So a 70-year-old that's perfectly healthy or a 90-year-old that's perfectly healthy can enjoy MindVR, but it also has different levels of um, of complexity and different applications in there for people that might ha- uh, might be compromised from a health point of view. Um, so there's a lot of different tools uh, and applications to use in the system. What we do is we spend extra time with the therapists in the field, um, the nurses in the field, the caregivers, making sure that they understand the platform, the tools that they've got at their power at the fingertips. And, um, you know, that's part of the half the battle is, is really getting the caregivers up to speed on how to do this, um, given the fact that it is a new medium for this population. 
Right. And I mean, are we like, have we seen any, uh, any examples and, you know, maybe anecdotal, but have you seen any examples of people like going from being like depressed and down and like out to like, wow, like I, now I have something to look forward to, like almost like a 180 kind of change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're actually doing a, a very large study with Stanford right now. Um, probably the largest study that's ever been done with the aging population and VR, uh, Dr. Jeremy Balenson, who's, uh, sort of one of the most recognized VR researchers in the world, uh, put this project together with his team and, and we've been supportive of that. And it's been a year long, but they're looking at uh, uh, how the medium drastically improves mood. Um, and and when, the, when you can improve mood um, with a older adult, uh, a lot of other things can happen in a positive way as well. So socialization, you mentioned a minute ago about um, uh, isolation. Yeah. You know, we've, we've never seen a higher uh, level of isolation, obviously, than we just saw with the pandemic. Uh, if there's anything good that comes out of the pandemic is that our younger population, our younger generation here also knows what it's like to be isolated now. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we all do. Um, but what that's done is given this society, I think, a little bit more empathy as it relates to older people, as it relates to isolation. So um, I'm excited about the medium helping with isolation. Yeah, absolutely. We, we got a tremendous amount of coverage during the pandemic, and our business actually grew about 3x uh, during that time frame uh, based on the fact that we were helping healthcare professionals solve isolation during the pandemic. So yeah, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big one for us. Wow. That's so cool. You know, one of the first things that I did professionally in VR uh, was with VR healthcare. Right. I, um, I helped deploy products that, that would, that would help with physical therapy with range of motion things, right. But being able to range of motion in arms and necks and, and get, like gamifying the therapeutic, you know, aspects of, of healthcare. So people are doing things to measure their range of motion without like feeling like they are right. You know, they're, 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 you know, popping balloons or like moving their head around, spraying water into, into things. Right. But they're actually getting very valuable statistics to the doctors and to the staff of, of, you know, while, while on the back end, this is creating these graphs and these health charts to be able to really measure, uh, the, the progress that people are making or not progress. Right. But, but, uh, but before it was all like you had a watch and, and kind of guess the numbers now with, uh, with VR and, and the data that it provides, um, you get pretty spot on numbers of, uh, you know, of people's range of motion and their progress and being able to see the progress week after week after week, and then present that to insurance companies and present that to hospitals and doctors. And I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, I am, I am, I, I saw on your website that you also, um, are involved in the therapy uh, aspect of this. Yeah, yeah too. Yeah. Wolf Raza in the chat says basically you can replace disabled with every time that you say elderly in this conversation and it has similar benefits, which I actually think is a pretty mm. interesting perspective. And I'm wondering, like, in Mind VR, have you guys, do you dabble in that in like maybe people who aren't able bodied, you know, younger people who have a reason to benefit from this product as well? Yeah, it's a great question. A couple of different things you guys hit on there, but I would say that, uh, you know, MindVR, as any small business, you've got to be laser focused on a particular niche. Um, in this case, aging is, is such a huge niche. We want to get that right. 
Uh, but it's it has already started to happen where healthcare settings are caring for spinal cord injury um, centers, things along those lines that are not just caring for older adults are also adopting MindVR. So we will definitely see um, MindVR moving lower in ages as as the applications um, uh, you know keep multiplying on the platform. To be honest, but but right now it's it's largely focused on aging and. One thing, um, Skiza, you mentioned about therapy. I, I'd like to talk for that in about a minute because that's such an important part of what I think the medium is set up for really well in 2022-2023 timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, uh, you know, when we talk about physical therapy or we talk about occupational therapy, um, this is a phenomenal technology to help with that. And and get more specific, you know, when we when we think about um, you know, sensation and motor planning, upper, lower extremity limb strength, um, things like center of gravity shifts, range of motion. I think you mentioned that, Skiva. Yep. You know, that, that's all kinds of stuff that we can use the gaming engines really well for. Yep. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, an industry term that we use called activities of daily uh, living, right? And this is when older adults might be uh, rehabbing from like a stroke or something along those lines. And they might have to learn how to brush their teeth again or or um, do laundry uh, or go to the grocery and, and get items off of, a, a, you know, out, out of the store. Um, well, guess what? You know, the therapy room of the future uh, with brought to you by MindVR um, brings all those into, you know, those four walls. So um, it's really exciting. It's really exciting area. And then when you start to think about the MindVR being used as a tool to help that senior get to their goals over a 12-week period or 16-week or, you know, a year-long period, whatever it might be. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating because you can, you can datafy all of the progress in those therapy sessions, right? And that's what gets really exciting about it. Wow. It's super exciting. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, this is, um, this is super fascinating stuff to me. You know, it's, uh, and the crazy thing to me is like, how how you mentioned we're like we're still in like the embryonic stages of what this technology is going to bring to our lives and on this show we often uh do a bit of future tripping you know where we kind of like try to predict where we're going with the stuff and you know or everybody kind of you know uh has a little bit of a different perspective i think when it comes to how they imagine this technology evolving and and ultimately like what the ultimate potential of the technology kind of will be so I'm wondering, do you do some of that future tripping as well? And if you do, what, in your opinion, is like the ultimate uh, um, potential of what we're of what we're doing here? Like, where are we going with this? Well, uh, gosh, that's a that's a big question. Um, we we're part of the, we're a founding member of the International VR Healthcare Association. Um, we get together uh, once a year, sometimes twice, um, and it was interesting that gentleman that gave the keynote this year was a gentleman who's on the board of our company. His name is Dr. Walter Greenleaf from Stanford, and he's actually been studying VR as it relates to healthcare at Stanford since 1984. Um, I mean, it, mind-blowing, right? I mean, it's like way before even yeah. gaming platform. You know, it's it's crazy how, some, how long some of these folks have had this vision. Um, and Walter talked at the conference this, this spring about the fact that he looked at every almost every avenue of healthcare prior to this conference to try to find one area of healthcare that was not 
uh, bringing in VR for some sort of purpose. And he basically threw his hands up and said he could not find an avenue of healthcare. So, you know, when, when you think about this from all ages, you think about the cognitive aspect, you think about the, the physical uh, aspect, you think about the meditation uh, app, uh, applications that can be used. We have an application on our, on our network called CareVRX, and it's just, it's just a fascinating way to calm down for 15 minutes. Um, and so many of our seniors, especially those that are in dementia care, there is an afternoon sort of situation called sundowning that um, affects so many older adults uh, in this uh, disease state. And what happens is their internal clock can get off and they can get very irritable and agitated and, and confused about where they are. And this is a very serious uh, concern for the care staff, for the families, um, ultimately for that individual. Um, well, what we're seeing is intervening MindVR earlier before that can happen can transform a molecular mood structure of that individual. And that's just, and when you start getting into the stuff like that and, and providing healthcare workers and frontline people um, a, a sense of hope that there are some non, uh, you know, so, sort of some uh, alternative to pharma that exist. And, and all, almost all state regulation um, uh, bodies uh, adhere to this idea of trying to get non-pharma uh, applications into the mix before going to pharma. That's just the way the industry is un unpacking itself now. Uh, MindVR is finding itself in a really sweet spot uh, on that one. Dude, wow. how, how is a flashing light over your eyeballs doing this? That's so wild, like, right? Do you, do, you, like, do you feel me when I say that it's just a flashing light over your eyes? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, two screens a half inch off your eyeball, right? So it, it's really an extension of your, of your retina. I mean, at some point, we won't even have these glasses, right? We'll just have a, a, a link to our retina. And, and pipe these images in uh, in the future state. But right now we've got the glasses and uh, and that's where we are. But there's a lot of good that can happen in this next generation. And and, and you asked me about long-term. I, I really see uh, things like this flow, um, immersive glasses and the content that we've built. I see that working for a number of years um, as we continue to evolve the platform. But I do think the basics are there today. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. all had our lives completely transformed by, by VR. I think anybody who's hearing this conversation right now or participating in this conversation right now has had their lives completely changed just from putting a headset on. Mm -hmm. And that's really why we started this show is because the the power of this technology goes so far beyond what like the typical like table conversation about vr gives it credit for you know like it, we talk about it as like a useful tool or an immersive fun experience but what we're talking about is like truly transformational like yeah. changing the, the the at a foundational level what it means to be a person potentially right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens when you age as well, if you think about the aging process or know of older people that are going through this, uh, sometimes, you know, identity can be something that starts to fade. Um, and that causes a lot of emotions. Um, and we found that VR can bring back those memories. It can, it can bring, um, what I like to say is it, it kind of lifts people out of their four walls of their existence into what I characterize as the, the fifth quadrant, where that person's consciousness is connecting to art, to music, to nature, to engineering phenomenons, uh, to 
underwater uh, exploration, uh, you know, you name it. You guys know that the content's limitless. But, you know, when you, when you start um, bringing those connections to these people in this state is when I think that um, a lot of a lot of soul searching kind of happens with the medium and it, and it allows for that. It allows for the imagination to go on just beyond what the flashing lights are of the current session. Um, and they start talking about it and socializing about this with their friends, their older friends. Um, and it becomes a topic of conversation. We see this with families. One of the beautiful, most beautiful things I see is when we have uh, MindVR and let, let's say a senior community in, in Topeka, um, and we have families that come in and might do MindVR with, with the seniors. We, what we're finding is a total stimulation to the conversation. So it's no longer about um, grandpa's sore knee or, you know, or, or the bad food. It's it's about um, hey let's go to the Grand Canyon this afternoon, you know it, it, it you open up again those four walls of existence to the fifth quadrant and and it's the uh, sky's the limit. And really that's beautiful. amazing, you know. But like I could argue that I could also do that by playing World of Warcraft. You know, like, hey, can I just get grandpa to play World of Warcraft with me? Hey, you want to go do a dungeon today, grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like we go into the dungeon. So there's something about VR that really takes this to the next level you know and, and what do you think that is like is it the presence that that vr is able to deliver you know and also secondly making it about a social experience you know what what are your thoughts about the about social vr like like co-presence virtual reality experiences you know like i'm in a headset you're in a headset we can see each other you know do you think that that's going to be a huge part of what you guys do in the future as well yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of connectivity um, as it relates to VR uh, and socialization in the medium. We have to be careful, again, with this particular population. They did not grow up on Atari graphics um, and avatars that don't make any sense, right? So um, our generation is fine with that. Uh, but when we get to the older generation, what we've done as an interim into a full-on, you know, avatar and avatar with grandpa and grandson, um, to your point a second ago, instead of inviting grandpa into a complex maze of content that grandson likes, what we've done is is flip that upside down. So we've created mm -hmm. a, a feature called Mind Connect. And what Mind Connect does is allows for grandpa in his metaverse in Topeka um, to connect with granddaughter in New York City uh, on her smartphone. She can watch his Grand Canyon experience, she can drive the experience, she can say, hey, would you like to go uh, to St. Louis Arts today? Would you like to do something different? Um, and they can have a real-time conversation 2,000 miles away and be fully into his experience. So that's not really bringing him into the kid's game, but it's allowing that intergenerational communication to happen on a whole new level. So think about the 22-year-old that that might feel a little alienated in a relationship with their grandpa, right? And and now they've got VR as a connector. That's exciting to me. Yeah, that's that's a really good distinction, and uh, I'm glad that you had such a good answer to that because <laughs> you're right. I'm not going to get grandpa into World of Warcraft. I'm not going to get him into After the Fall. I'm not going right. to get him into any of that stuff. So you're you're right. It really does need to be flipped, and it needs to be Grandpa's content that I am able to connect into in a way that's that makes sense and is accessible for him. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a. I mean, 
that was that was all i that was the answer i was looking for <laughs> your point was right on though the, the the connection um capabilities of the medium are are so powerful and i see it with the gamers all the time obviously but so we're just creatively thinking about ways that we can connect those generations so it's it's really exciting that part of it wow so so where are you guys located where are you doing this and what is what's next for what you guys are doing yeah right so we're based in dallas texas um and we uh operate in i think 47 or 48 states now uh canada australia um we've done some pretty big deals this year with uh some larger healthcare uh providers so one of the partnerships that we put in place, which is going just wonderful, is with a group called Select Rehabilitation. They're the largest contract therapist uh, organization in the United States. So they have about 17 or 18,000 therapists that take care of hundreds of thousands of seniors all over the country. Um, they've now selected MindVR as their preferred um, VR platform. And we're co-creating um, applications that are gonna be very useful uh, for therapy. Um, their vision uh, bringing us into this was uh, also to move quickly into the flow of reimbursement, um, which is obviously critical to any business. Uh, you have, you know, it, it, older adults are not gonna buy VR for purely uh, the recreation aspect. Um, where, where, where the business, I think, um, grows over time is by, by the research and development, the applications that are specific to the therapeutic goals, and then partnering with the folks like Select Rehab that can um, scale this up to you know very very big levels. So uh, so how do we follow? What's the best way to like get in touch with you guys or to you know keep tabs on where Mind VR is in uh, in their journey? Yeah, so our website is is a good good place to start for sure. It's MindVR M Y N D V R. Uh, dot com. You asked earlier about MindMY. Uh, we did drop the I to Y on purpose. Um, as you get older, as people get older, they sometimes lose uh, feel or have the feeling of losing control of their daily lives or activities and things like that. So we wanted to make sure that we uh, had an attribute in our brand that is about ownership of my mind. It's my mind. My, my mind. Wow, right. taking really control cool. of it. I was yeah. wondering what the inspiration was for the for the name, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it's, that's it's great. Good. I like that. So the 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 website is on the monitor right below me here. You guys can check that out. It's also in the description of this episode. You can go down there and click it. You can find out as much information as you would like. Yeah. Is there anything that's uh, that's like really important about um, about your journey or about Mind VR that we haven't gotten to yet that you want to make sure that we mention before we wrap this up? Sure. I mean, there's a there's an initiative we just launched actually within the month. Um, very important to to me, to our industry, and ultimately to our seniors. Um, I've talked a lot in this podcast about how technology uh, is enabling this healthcare movement for older adults. Um, that's all moving along really well. Um, the price points, the affordability of the medium, us being able to productize that into an affordable way that's accessible to all seniors, not just the top or, or elite um, from an economic status point of view. and um, uh, and now it's 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 wonderful, guys. Um, the U.S. Congress there's there's a bill that has been authored, a bipartisan bicameral bill called the Access to Prescriptive Digital Therapeutics uh, Act of 2022. <laughs> I know wow. it's a mouthful. 
But but essentially, what has happened is the Republican senator and the, and the Democrat senator have come together and said, uh, immersive technology, digital therapeutics, uh, software delivered to help with therapy. Um, we want to move that faster through our our overall fabric of healthcare in this country. So um, we're asking everybody we talk to to take a look at this. We've created a, an educational website called uh, Digital Therapy Now, all one word, digitaltherapynow.org. And um, people can learn a little bit about the bill. They can also learn a little bit about how uh, VR is going to impact the health of millions of seniors. Um, what this bill does is help fast track this through FDA, uh, through CMS to establish billing codes. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a groundbreaking uh, set of legislation that we are fully supportive of, and I encourage anybody who's in the VR space to take a look at this because it's a great use case, but it's also now um, quickly, quickly moving in uh, through Congress as a, as a real healthcare transformational tool. Uh, couldn't be more excited about it. Wow. Putting on a VR headset for your healthcare. Wow. That is, that is so cool. I am a huge advocate for not defaulting to to big pharma if we don't have to yeah, yeah right so so just being able to put on a headset and to be able to use this type of technology for therapy and for for depression and for all of these different things and to 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 help people um i am just over the moon about i think it's fantastic and i love what mind vr is doing um and i wish you guys all of the luck because one of these days not that long from now, you know, I'm going to be a senior. I'm going to need yeah. this stuff. <laughs> well, you won't need mind VR. You're going to, you're going to have <laughs> right, right, right. acclimated. Yeah, but I feel you. Mind brain control. You're going to need uh, something. Interfacing or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah, you absolutely. Know, we all, we all went through the pandemic, right? We all suffer yeah. from some level of, of mental health or have to be conscious about our own mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, myself included, I, I, got heavily involved in some meditative applications. Um, one of my favorites is uh, a friend of mine started a company called Trip, uh, T-R-I-P-P. -P. Yep. And you, yep. you talk about a daily, every other day routine that I do in my own life. Um, it is just awesome to think about uh, life balance. As hard as I work at this company, I have to balance myself. And boy, is VR meditation uh, a way forward. It's, it's awesome. And you don't need like you know tons and tons of training and like hardcore discipline to pull it off you know like i would argue that meditating for real is probably better than meditating in vr but not everyone knows how not everyone has the discipline not everyone has like the strength to do it for real and vr it is just accessible right. it, it makes it, it so yeah. easy to it's get a, involved it's another medium to show you how as well exactly. most people can't just sit down and meditate they don't have any idea how they they stop and they close their eyes and right but like this is a this is a great way to learn how to do these things and to be able to bring yourself to a place where you can and you want to totally you know so totally that's great chris yeah chris brickler you're the ceo of mind vr and you have definitely made two uh fans and followers out of Skiva and I. So thank you so much for spending some time to come on the show today and talk about everything that you're doing. Um, I've been watching chat and I think a lot of people who have been watching the show today are really inspired by the work that you're doing. So um, I hope that that can put some wind in your sails and help you continue to sail forward into this thing because I think you're doing yep. something really, really awesome. And of course you're using our, fav our favorite technology to get it done. Mm -hmm. so. 
thanks a lot for for coming on the show today thank you gentlemen uh, i really love what you're doing and keep up the great work yourselves Thank you. Thanks All so right. much. We're going to say goodbye to Chris from MindVR. And actually, Chris, feel free to disconnect at this point, too. I know we okay. spoke earlier, yeah. but you got to go. So thank you for being here, man. Thanks say bye to lot, Chris, Chris, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye, Chris. And just like that, Chris Brickler from MindVR mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah, and maybe we'll stick around for a few. Yeah, this is a little shorter than the typical episode that we have. So we did, um, you know, we'll... Chris had he had to go. He was like, "Listen, I'll give I'll give you guys an hour. That's it. All right. If it goes a second over, I'm just hanging up." So we were like, "Okay, fine, man. We'll get you out in time." No, he was he was super awesome, and he was yeah, like, he "Oh, was. it's okay." But yeah, we try to um, you know we want to make sure that he can get to where he needs to go. So um, he's gone. Absolutely. Um, the the chat has been really awesome. I gotta say, like it hasn't been. Uh, it wasn't one of those conversations that it's it's like easy to pull in everything yeah. that I'm seeing, you know. But like yeah. all of your guys' contributions to that were really really cool. You know, I love seeing stuff uh, like from Wolf Raza who says he straight up laughed when he saw the Vive flow yeah. on the show today. But now is excited to recommend this program to people yeah. if, if it ever comes up, you know, and like that is pretty amazing, you know, to yeah. like have them come on because, you know, anybody who's put on a Vive flow will kind of laugh at it, you know Absolutely. I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. A anyone, anyone like us, right? right? Anyone that's like a VR enthusiast. We never saw a good use case for this thing before. And I think that's definitely changed um, today. Um, so. Hey, classy grandma. <laughs> Oh, wait, I got to go faster than that. Oh, I don't even know how to do this anymore. Listen. He tried. I think light, light, lightning may have struck that, that fateful episode. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on my crickets. You know, maybe an individual cricket button would help me pull that off. Oh, okay. You know, oh, you of, did it twice. Instead of the string. It's not in your, in your beatboxing groove today. I right. still thought it was pretty awesome. Thanks. Right, classic mm -hmm. grandma, that's the last one. Right? You don't, get to, just, you don't get to just get to call out a cricket beatbox on demand. You can't just drop a few dollars in the chat. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Anybody, who pays, <laughs> anybody who pays for anything here will we'll, we'll dance and sing and... <laughs> Whatever. There was that one episode where you're like, we got Skiva to take his hat off. From, yeah. <laughs> from That's right. Yeah. We, we cut a great little uh, uh, short out that I never really released. Uh, that, that was great. Yeah. Everyone switched hats. Yeah. Was, we had Steve Nose. Awesome. Yeah. Steve Nose was on the show for yeah. the episode. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Right on. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, <laughs> Alzheimer's strikes, Alex. Yeah. Keep your day job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. I know. I will. I will keep my day job. We, uh, we almost decided to talk about, um, the HTC headset because we thought that would be like a pretty good segue, you know, they're like yeah. using the flow and yep. then HTC announces something. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest when I saw this tweet from HTC, mm -hmm. I just rolled my eyes, dude. I'm so sick of their marketing. I really am. Yeah. Like, and I, and maybe this is like, maybe I'll be proved wrong and that'll be great. You know, like, okay, great, cool. I, you know, they, they pushed me to my breaking point and then pulled me back in and that would be fine. I would be totally okay with that. But this is just giving me like hardcore flashback vibes to like when they were just like teasing, like arbitrary products, you know, and like trying to capitalize on consumer hype levels for products that ultimately yeah. they weren't going to use, you know, they did that multiple times. And now here's a new headset, you know, they have been pretty active on social media responding to everybody's like comments 
about this headset, yeah. and they seem pretty damn confident that this headset yeah. is good. So, I mean, of yeah, course they, they always will, are, right? You know, there is definitely a thing here. That, uh, the boy who cried wolf, right? Yes. They keep coming out and they keep saying we have this thing. Oh my god, look at this! We're teasing something, right? And and just for marketing's sake. Just to have a bunch of people share it and talk about it and speculate about it, and uh, and then it falls flat on its face. Z says uh, the Vive who cried flow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm even wearing a Vive shirt today. Look at you that, are. just to represent, just for all of this news. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you get to a point. Any business will get to a point where if you kind of burn people enough they're just not going to pay attention to you anymore right but htc is big enough and they've had a big enough impact on vr that i'm you know i i really man i hope they do something good here but i will tell you that they have been ramping up for something they have been hiring people in droves yes. they have a lot of people that we know have gone over to htc seriously they are they are bringing they are freaking building an army right now so let's see what happens here i mean i think that the Vive Focus 3 is really cool for what it is. It's a standalone headset that is able to be used in a commercial way uh, that you can't use a Quest in. Um, they have uh, different types of data protection and different types of terms of service so that uh, businesses are more comfortable using this product. But also things like location-based VR. That's right? the one for me. Yeah, and that's that's a big one because it has features that people don't even know about. Like the Vive Focus 3 has modes that can be turned on by HTC that will see multiple headsets in a play area. And that's not something that we've typically ever really seen before. You have to use weird tricks by putting trackers on headsets and just doing things in proprietary third-party software to make that thing that those types of things happen. Meanwhile, HTC is in the background creating a lot of these things that aren't really up in the front in the public's eye, right? So it is very interesting um, to see what's happening here. I'm definitely on that boy who cried wolf vibe. Yeah. Big time. I'm For like, sure. uh-huh, okay, sure, sure yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. like you're either going to put out yeah. something that's for uh, enterprise or you're going to put out something yeah. that's just like not, it's, it maybe it's priced properly, but it's just not competitive when it comes to its performance or something, you know, like I, yeah. please prove me wrong, HTC, because for I the record, I use my, my HTC Vive Pro as my primary PC VR headset and I love it, you know, like I have no issues with HTC. I use one, my profile picture yeah. has me in a Vive Pro. So it's obvious that I think that they can make something that's good. So yeah. please, for the love of God, make this an awesome thing. And they can, and you know, they, uh, I hope they can because a you competitor know, would be so we've, dope. We've talked about this before, right? HTC's biggest success was the original Vive. But they didn't make the Vive. Valve did. Valve right. did all the research and development. They did everything. And then they went to HTC because they didn't have any way to mass produce it and support it. And, and HTC being a cell phone company, had experience in screens and all this stuff. They produced the headset and they put it out there. And, um, and then they have not really been able to do anything drastic that's really taken off ever since Valve did the work for them. Unfortunately, right? But I want to see HTC survive here. I want to see the OG headset company come in and do something amazing. It sounds like the same conversation that we had a year ago. It is. It's it literally is. the same conversation. It is. And yeah, last time, I mean, it was the flow and, you know, for those, the focus and the Vibe the Pro focus 2. 2 
and then you know coming out with one controllers you know yeah, like, they just yeah come yeah. on yeah the cosmos was a flop right like yeah, they had the an cosmos. idea there and and they just weren't able to execute and hopefully hopefully they're ramping up uh, and hiring the right people and making the right decisions and looking at market data and listening to people because if you just listen to the community most of the time they'll tell you what you need to do to become successful yeah they are the people buying your products listen to them so and i guess by this time next week we will mm-hmm. have heard about the quest 3 like for real well the quest pro the quest pro yeah so the quest that- 3 was leaked by bradley yes thank you bradley yes uh but the quest pro uh, is set to uh, debut at Meta Connect, which is on the 11th. Wow, that's so next just week. a few, yeah, yeah, just a few days away. So Jeez. that's pretty exciting. You know, if you really think about what's happening here, I, I know I'm going to forget some headsets, right? But we got we got a Quest Pro coming. We have a Quest Three leaked, right? We have this new HTC thing that who knows? It says they said this was a new headset. So right? it will be. We have the Lynx R1. We have the PlayStation VR2. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, oh my God, what Pico. else? We have the Pico 4. Um, there's, there are so many headsets coming out. There's so many. And there's headsets that people don't even know about coming out. It, it's nutty right yeah. now. Anyone who still thinks VR is dead, I think they're brain dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah. it, it, these past couple of years, dude, like really the Quest, the Quest Two, bro. Yeah. God damn, the Quest yeah. Two did so much. It did. Like it, it took it. It literally made VR mainstream. And maybe everybody mm-hmm. hasn't used VR, and maybe it doesn't have like mainstream adoption. But mainstream like recognizability, like everyone understands that virtual reality is a part of our mm-hmm. daily lives at this point. You yeah. know, even if they're not using it, they know someone who has one. They know someone like us who just won't shut up about it you yep. know like it really is it really was a big deal so yeah. uh they open the eyes of apple right yeah. now apple's going to be coming in a three trillion dollar company right like that's huge it's massive the apple reality i mean this is this is gonna be a big deal i think possibly this ces coming up could be absolutely massive we might be there trying all of these headsets on the show floor these companies are all coming to ces this year that's nuts all of these companies stopped going to ces years and years ago but now sony's going to be there and apple's going to be there and matt is going to be there and like what is happening there's no way apple comes with a headset right (laughs) there's no way right this is the Tim Cook says this is like the next thing. Mixed reality experience is like the next thing that is going to blow everyone's minds. It's like he he is an absolute believer, and I in they they are I I think they're going to come when they announce this thing. They're going to start hammering this thing in, and I think they're going to start showing it off. and And Apple knows more than anyone that you can't see the value of their product without showing people, right? They went and they opened all these stores, and they made everything look pretty and focus on the aesthetics, and because they want you to go in there and try it, they want you to be able to put your hands on it and see what it's like. Because you can only communicate these things so well over a video or a web, right. you know, article or something, right? So I think they are going to be out there hard when the time is right, making sure everyone tries this thing. Because maybe you won't be able to afford this first iteration because it's really going to be an overpriced dev unit. But the, the following one and the following one after that and the following one. I mean, this is this is the path forward. All these companies know this is the path forward. Is there, but they're really, like now that I'm thinking about it, like there really isn't any way that all, I mean, are all of these headsets going to make it? 
you know, because like when I think, and I understand that there's wow. like different markets, you know, like there's us yeah. in the West, there's the European market, there's uh, the Eastern market and all of that. But like when I think about like, you know, the 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 Quest line and then the mm-hmm. Pico and then the PlayStation and then the Apple, no one's going to go out and buy all four of those headsets. No. And this isn't how this stuff works, right? Like you, you, you know, rest, we all need to eat, but not every restaurant makes it. Right. right, we we're uh, we're gonna have to watch and see what these companies do, and see these some of these companies are gonna have to bring things to the table that you can't just clone the Quest and expect success. The Quest is there; it's backed by a huge company that's subsidizing costs, that has a great game library. Like if you're coming into this market, you better be doing something really special. Apple will definitely be doing something very special, um, and they they have vision. They have vision. They've been working on their headset for for like decades ar kit has been shown at every apple connect or uh every worldwide developer conference and all of these things since for for the past decade it's nuts they've been working on this stuff through the lenses of their phones and their tablets but it's all been leading up to this right so they're going to come in swinging they're going to have massive amounts of eyes on vr and ar um we know quest you know they changed their name yeah, Facebook changed their name to Meta. They are in this. They're in it to win it. We'll see what happens. HTC has a long road in front of them. They're really going to have to step up and bring something really special here. I don't. Are they capable of that? I, I don't know. I, I mean, and then what? Like I Play, PlayStation just dances through the whole thing. PlayStation you know, like has care, developers. Right? No, they're like, yeah, we got the games. Yeah, we got the AAA developers. I want a PlayStation. You yeah, know? like I want the PSVR. Like that is yeah. like if I, that's I'm thinking my, about all of them, that's, that's yeah. the one that excites Same. me the most. Same. But I guess we're yeah. gamers. You know, and, and we are. Wolf Raza brings up in the chat like he doesn't think that Apple's going to focus on gaming at all. And no, they, they you might they'll have right. games, but but that's not what it's about. This is right. this is about changing people's lives. They didn't put out an iPhone and say this is to play games on no you can play games on it but that's not even close to what that thing is right it's a global communication platform right this is going to be the same this is going to be to transform people's lives to be able to use it for for you know your your mom and dad right to be able to use something like this and find compelling ways to use this and to 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 really implement this into into someone's life right they're not into they're not a steam competitor mm-hmm. they're not that's not the way they want to go you right? see that stuff about uh like alex you know like talks about alex coming to playstation vr like oh you know, sure getting yeah more re- i mean every i know half-life, we've known this the yeah. whole time and but... every half-life game has always come to playstation right yeah, so yeah that was it's that just was, gonna happen of course it's gonna happen at launch though do you think no no, not no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Dude, I mean, Alex as a launch title would be a slam. Oh, it would dunk. be huge. It would be huge. But these are two big companies with a lot of money and they had to negotiate things, yeah. right? Like there was a lot of things that had to be worked out from a business perspective. And that doesn't necessarily line up with the, with the launch of the headset. It might, maybe it will. It'll surprise us all, right? These companies are very hush hush about this stuff and it would crush it. Imagine if Half-Life launched with the PlayStation yeah. VR 2 with ha- adaptive triggers and facial haptics when the face huggers hit you, I right? I saw a commercial on, I think, YouTube yesterday from Geico mm-hmm. with the gecko with mm-hmm. a portal gun. Oh. And, like, he's talking to the AI from wow. Portal and, like, has a little commercial. And then he gets, what? he puts himself in a little portal loop and he, like, flips through it. Like, what? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Valve obviously was talking to Geico about this, right? right. Like, that's a Valve right. property. Like, yeah. that's all there is to it. So it's, like, interesting because, you know, 
Valve, I don't know, I always, I always imagine Valve as this, like, walled garden kind of thing, you know? Like, they don't do everything yeah. and all of that. Valve but. is so interesting because they don't have to do anything. What they are currently doing with their store has made them so much money and how they've monopolized the entire PC market for gaming. It's just massive. They take a 30% cut of every PC game made, period, that is unbelievable but they saw vr and they went whoa whoa this is huge mm -hmm. and they developed they they took part of developing the vive and and they made this whole thing a reality and they have the biggest vr store on pc they made a, they made the index they're making the deckard right like they are in it whether the people the general populace understands what vr is or not they see it they see it mm -hmm. you know they're tribe. definitely hey tribe what's up tribe how you doing bro Ow. Ow. <laughs> tribe, tribe uh tribe you know took care of our sex bots oh thanks tribe appreciate you buddy Th yeah thanks for taking care of the sex bots that yes. you brought to our channel <laughs> yeah. you might as well clean up after when yourself you're tribe gray wolf man <laughs> everyone follows you around yeah, you know i guess so huh? especially them sex bots <laughs> <laughs> no. If you guys haven't checked out Tribe Gray Wolf's channel, by the way, you totally should go check him out on YouTube. He makes some, he does some awesome mixed reality streams. Him and his wife Jordy, oh my God, they do awesome things, and they're such good people. And you need to go check them out and uh, and support them because they are phenomenal. Tribe is just great vibes, man. Like you get this it's guy amazing. around you, and you're just gonna be like laughing and smiling. Oh, yeah. It's just like good vibes. He's awesome, and he and he's a good person, and he wants to help people, and he's like he's just in it for a lot of good reasons, mm -hmm. uh, which you don't often see. So yeah, Tribe's Snow, a real deal. Snow Toad's been chilling with us. What's up, Snow you know? Toad? D D one three sixty VRs hey. chilling with us. How's it going? You know the deck of gear is not chilling with us. Um, the deck of gear. <laughs> R.I.P. I wish I had a virtual forty to pour out. It's for like Deca. It's almost like just saying that like it sounds like yeah. a joke to me now. It's like you just say the word deck of gear and it like makes Those me want to laugh. Those poor people, man. Like they were truly. Um, you know, I think they had something cool, and the supply chains from COVID just destroyed them. It just crumbled them. You know what I mean? Meta and Valve and all these big companies were like, this is all ours. We bought all of the inventory for all of these things. They were too fucking later. cocky. You know, they like were. they came out, they were like, hey, what's up? We're the new thing. Everybody out of our <laughs> way. You know, everyone don't just buy it. Trust us. Just yeah. no, just back us. Trust us. It's coming. Yeah, no, just do it. And then like, oh. I did. I think I got my refund too. Did you? Yeah. Well, at least there's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times it's like you almost roll the dice when you. Yeah, for sure. Those things, you know. Yep. Yeah, this is true. This is true. What about, speaking of investing, man, what about Google? Did you guys hear about this? So Google uh, backed SideQuest and they raised, they are giving them a uh, $12 million investment. Like what is yeah. happening They here? took the $12 million that they had that they were going to put into Stadia and they were like, oh, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> this is a waste of money. Oh, Let's put man. it into something awesome and then turned around and gave it to SideQuest. All right. No, yeah. no, I'm just, I'm just joking here. That's not really what happened. <laughs> Stadia did die. Did. And then a week later they give $12 million to SideQuest. That's super duper sad, man. That Stadia died. All is these it? people. Well, Who I mean, it? I, well, there are some people that did use it, right? There was someone that, that put 6,000 hours into uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and built up the character, and now it's getting turned off, and there's Ouch. no way for them to transfer their stuff, right? There are people who used it, but uh, for the most part, you know, don't trust Google because they will, they, they are known for being like, oh, check this out, everyone. Just kidding. That's gone now. We don't do that anymore. 
Careful, they do that all careful the time. Careful side quest. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> well, they're just giving side quest $12 million, right? Like, here, build up your company, do things. But the question is why? Why are they doing this? You know, why does Google care about side quest growing? Do they have a headset coming? Is there something happening that they need, a, you know, initial support for, a way for people to get software onto the headset? I like, like where your head's what's at. What's happening here? They don't just can't. They're not like, oh, Alex, you're awesome. Here's $12 million. Oh, thank you. You know, there has to be a reason. So this is interesting. Pay attention to this one, people, because I think there's, there's reasons behind some of this stuff. And also, I mean, Google is like... What Google. Like, num- yeah, like what? Like the, th- the third biggest company in the world, you yeah. know? Like, you yeah, like, they do everything. Like Apple and Facebook and then Google. Is that it? Or Amazon? Google's know? bigger than Facebook. Right? Yeah, they're Mecca, man. They, um, they are Mecca. They're huge. Absolutely enormous. And it's very interesting that they're backing SideQuest. I think it's great. SideQuest has been grinding for so long um, to such a niche of a niche. You know what yeah. I mean? There are people who... Uh, don't ever want to like they're like oh this is my quest like if I if I can go in there and click on something maybe I'll participate in that or maybe I'll buy that thing you gotta hook something up to a PC and like turn on developer mode 99% of people are out yeah. they are out right but these guys have been going and going strong and pulling content and a place for all of these devs that can't get to the magical Oculus store right. to be able to house some of this stuff. Not so. only that, dude, I use SideQuest as my my like preferred method of like dealing with files on the Quest. Yeah. It's so much easier just to like open up open up files on SideQuest, download yeah. them off my Quest and stuff than it is to like go through Windows and like get right. into it. I mean, it's just it's a good setup. It's a good interface and yeah. you know, they've been pulling on smaller creators and helping highlight smaller VR YouTubers, yeah. you know, and like yeah. making them ambassadors or whatever they're calling them SideQuest or sidekicks, I side think. Kicks, yeah, yeah. Sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah. And they, so got really great, cool. they got some great people that work there, like Tatiana from Disco VR. She's, uh, you know, she works over there at SideQuest. And, you know, there's some great people. The founders of SideQuest are pretty awesome. There's, uh, it's pretty great. I'm stoked for them. I am so stoked for them. Yeah. They said they will either double or triple the size of their company from this. Hell yeah. Which is big, right? That's Sweet. awesome. I just want one of those hoodies, dude. Oh, those are the so dopest tight. hoodies out so in the tight. world. No one makes hoodies my size. I gotta get one. <laughs> I, I need to be like I already I mean Tatiana knows I'm trying to yeah. exploit the the fact that I know her to get me <laughs> to get a hoodie. On a hoodie. And I mean I guess if I have to buy it I will, but <laughs> I want a free hoodie. Somebody send me a hoodie. Um, yeah. They are if there's one thing that they're good at that's not VR, it's designing clothes. This shit is awesome. Yeah, and then it's the really Ready good. Player Me integration. You can get the yeah. hoodie and Ready Player Me. Oh, see, SideQuest is doing, so they're doing the right thing. They are. They are. Um, so, you know, yeah. we're, we're almost done, right? Yep. Uh, but I just got to say, um, you know, the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer came out yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not a VR game, all right? So whatever. If you're done with, if, if, you, if you're only here for VR conversation, bye. You Because <laughs> we're going to end this show soon. But I, I do want to mention this because yeah. I actually thought yeah. about tweeting about it, but I'm not... I have never used my Twitter to like share like my thoughts and opinions as, as original tweets. Like Mm -hmm. I will respond to people and give thoughts and opinions, but I've personally never done that. And I didn't want to start with the super Mario brothers movie. You know, maybe I'll get into a spot where I feel comfortable doing that. But Mm -hmm. my, my Twitter is kind of like a professional image, you know, and for whatever reason, that's like the way it's been. And I'm trying to keep it that way for now, but either way, um, I almost tweeted about it, but I want to talk about it since we're on the show. And sure. 
because I'm a huge, obviously we're all gamers, right? A lot of us are gamers and I am a huge, huge Nintendo fan, like huge. You guys have no clue what my <laughs> Nintendo collection looks like at my crib. Like I have hundreds of Amiibo, tons of games, just like boxed games. Like I buy every Switch thing ever i bought an oled by the way i don't know if you knew oh, that oh dude those are it's beautiful it's so nice so beautiful it is so nice i didn't think yeah. i needed it until i held a friend's yeah and then i held it in my hands and i was like are you kidding that me? screen is so much larger <sighs> and the colors and the blacks it's awesome it's nice it, is, it awesome. is nice yeah so anyway i'm a huge 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 nintendo fan and i have like literally been anxious waiting to see yep. the trailer for the new super mario brothers movie yep. knowing that chris pratt is going to be the voice of mario <laughs> jack black is in there as bowser keegan michael yeah. key is in there as as toad seth rogan is in there as donkey kong so i'm like hearing all these actors names thinking about <laughs> the thing that i love so much and i'm like yeah. oh my god no like no you know especially after the whole yeah. sonic thing you yeah. know, like they really missed the mark when they came out with the Sonic movie and they fixed it kind of, but it's still like, yeah. it's a pretty yeah. huge departure from the world of Sonic for me. Um, I don't love the Sonic movies. I saw the trailer and I loved it. I mm -hmm. think the trailer is awesome. I think I the voices are great. Some people are giving Chris Pratt a hard time about like not sounding as much well, like Mario as the old. And we all grew up with Mario. We all know Mario's voice, so that's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard thing to take that role. Anyone who took the role of Mario has to know he's, they're going to get some hate, no matter yeah. how good you do, no matter exactly. how like it doesn't matter. Exactly. You're going to get some hate. And you know, we only got two two lines of dialogue from Mario, mm -hmm. but it landed on my ears, and like nothing, like it didn't it didn't hurt. There was nothing, like it didn't. It was good. It was like okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yep, it was it okay. I didn't love it because again, I grew up my entire life knowing Mario. And that's never how I heard him sound before. I feel you. Uh, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Do you know it. what I mean? And, and I yeah. didn't want Charles Martinet's voice. I knew that. I know, because, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Charles Martinet. Um, meeting him, like, I was emotional when I met him. I came on Expo. Like, I was cried. literally fighting mm -hmm. tears, which is yeah. crazy, because he's not even Miyamoto. He's just yeah. went into a, a studio and recorded yeah. some woohoo you know yeah. like not a big deal but uh still it was a really important moment i was like yeah. oh my gosh you're the voice of mario wow you know so i love him and i you know i'm gonna cherish the photo that i have with him forever but i still was not about to sign up for 90 minutes of that you know just his like super high like old school stereotypical italian accent guy you know like it just yeah uh, be, i think that would be a little bit abrasive um i can rest assured and we can all rest assured that charles martinet is on the cast so he'll either be playing other characters or what I imagine happening, and this is just a prediction of mine, is like a Super Mario version, a Super Mario 64 version of Mario, like popping out of a pipe and like running around for a minute or mm -hmm. something like, all, you know, like multiple timeline kind of thing or something like you see him for a few and he's doing the Wahoos and like mm -hmm. he sounds like the original Mario. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad he's in there, right? Because he should be. He's been a huge part of Nintendo history since at least Mario 64. So I'm glad that... That he's he's involved in some way, right? So that's great. He's in it. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to say that I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I've been waiting for this movie trailer, yep. like literally afraid, like shaking in my boots <laughs> that it's going to suck. And I was so hyped after I saw yeah. the trailer. So I cannot wait for the Super Mario movie. Same. I'm really excited. And yep. I hope that, I mean, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto being involved in the movie's production is really all I should have. I should That should have yeah. been enough for me. But now that I've seen it, I'm really, really stoked. I love Super Mario. I love Nintendo. There's a movie coming out. Boom. There yep. it is. Yeah. Welcome to I a VR it. podcast, people. <laughs> I love it. That's a big, that's a big deal. 
VR arguable, arguably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what Nintendo and what Mario did for gaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so Mario, just huge. Mario period was mm-hmm. massive. That was like yeah. the first side-scrolling platforming game ever. Yeah. And they just happened to nail it. Like yeah. the, the first one. Like yeah. Nailed it Crushed so it. hard. Yeah. It's Super Mario Bros. on NES is fun today. Yep. Like it it's is. still great. It, it still is. holds up. It is. It's phenomenal. And someday I can't wait to see how Nintendo gets into VR. Because eventually everyone will or they'll die. So Yep. Which you know. by the way, I am soon going to buy something that I have shared in our Discord a little bit recently. But Nintendo back in like nineteen eighty seven made for the Famicom a three D mm. viewfinder with three D games. There was like a handful yeah. of three D games that they made for the Famicom that you could look through this thing and it wasn't just like a it, I'm I'm like misselling it right now because it's not a virtual boy. It's right. not where you just hold it up. It's literally an HMD. Like you put it on your head, like a head mounted three D NES fam or you know a Famicom, a Nintendo Famicom yeah. viewfinder headset kind of thing. And they are available new on eBay for way less than you would imagine. Really? Yes. Like new in a box for like $150. What? Yeah. I mean, now yeah. I think you'll still need Ow. the Famicom. Sure. So I'll buy like a Japanese Famicom and yeah. that'll probably cost me $150 to yeah. $250 also. But I am definitely going to buy one of those yeah. Nintendo HMDs and I'm definitely going to buy those 3D games for the Famicom and Sweet. I'm going to play them. And Bring them over. Uh, yeah. It's going <laughs> to be awesome. I almost pulled the trigger like that. a week ago, but uh, I'm going to put a, put pull a little that bit trigger. more money in the bank. Pull first. that trigger, man. I want to try that. I know. All right. I'm going to do, do it. I'm buying it. So uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Nintendo's cool. Mario's cool. Yep. VR is cool. Uh, between realities is cool the between realities audience and community is insanely the cool the absolute best um you know man chat 69 get the f- out of here all right so ooh, oh oh geez I, <laughs> where did that come from i know these things sex bots i have yeah, whoopsies um so anyway i think that's about it right that's about it yeah next week uh will not be live um but we will be here uh, alex is traveling for work yep which is pretty awesome yep it's and exciting. Uh, so we will be here uh in the premiere we'll be in chat we'll get to like hang out and chat with you guys um at least i will i'm not sure exactly what's happening with you but i will be there in chat and uh we will have anthony and aaron of arc axer on which if you don't know what arc axer is it's a really cool um uh turn-based like uh game that's coming out on the quest it's actually they're on app lab uh they're on steam it's a really cool game like 25 hours of gameplay um third person and first person views like it's a a pretty dope game third person overworld exploration and dungeon exploration first person turn-based rpg style boom there you go nailed it that's what i'm here for it is so good and aaron and uh, Anthony are phenomenal guys, and we can't wait to chat with them and uh, learn all about their VR adventures. And celebrate with them as it gets ready for its release on yes. the official Quest Store. Yes. Boom. That's absolutely huge. It'll be really yeah. the only game like it. And anyone that store. has it on Steam already is getting a massive, massive update, right? That's going to add tons of hours worth of gameplay to this game. So it's, so it's a double whammy, you know, massive update. Official quest release. 
Um, so it's a big, it's a big deal. We can't wait to uh, get those guys on here and chat with them mm-hmm. all about it. Wolf Raza, so. Snow Toad, Laszlo, Michelle, Duggars K, Classy Grandma, Blue Bell, Tribe Grey Wolf, Z Storm VR, Brittany, my darling love wifey, uh, Chroma Snare, uh, V Roy Boy Dude, um, Mike Newton, bro, <laughs> Mike Newton, uh, Mind Jive, uh, Mickey Burr, and uh, the rest of you. Um, we got to get out of here before the bots just completely consume our chat. Yes. So thank you guys for being here. We will see you in a week with the dudes from Arc Axer. Join the Discord. Get in there. Population One is going down tonight with an amazing group of people. Custom lobby. It's super dope. Do it. Uh, we love you. Hit us up for ATF. After the fall, hit me up yep. for Ultimax. Any Let's more go. things. Have a great weekend, everybody. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs>